Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Again, fellow basement dwellers, this is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you into another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Bandwagon Nerds is, of course, brought to you by Chairshot Radio Network on the Chairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. And I got to tell you, everyone, I am very, very excited about this week's episode because we got a Marvel News dump, fellas. A Marvel news. It was Super Bowl Sunday last week, which of course meant the trailer park was going to be strong. Sorry, uh, musical fans, you're not getting a review of the Wicked trailer. Uh, I do not want to be popular. I do not want to defy gravity. I am not interested in seeing the wizard. I I want none of that. And so we're not going to talk about that. I saw it on stage. It was fine. It's fine. Very, very uh, amazing stage production. I will say that. Like in the land of special effects, Wicked takes the cake. Um, I'm also really excited because we have a full bandwagon this week. We have Mr. Saturday Night himself, PC Tunney, the man who helped me keep the bandwagon nerd streak alive last week as we did a special 5 by 5 edition of Bandwagon Nerds. We have the lawyer, David Ungar, back from hanging out with the mouse where he could not ride Haunted Mansion because Haunted Mansion is closed. He was stuck riding Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a fine replacement from what I understand. Absolutely. Tony was 
like air booing no haunted mansion but tony here's why they're improving it they're making it bigger whatever that's part of it it's also hidden behind the screen from tiana's (laughs) where they're redoing but it was good yeah it was open while tiana's by don't talk about tiana's bayou adventure don't put that hate on tiana during black history (laughs) no i'm not like why would you do that during black history month dude it's because this fencing ladies and gentlemen you hear it here first david ongar hates the black disney princess that's right i i send your hate tweets to at it's ray cash um no it's uh (laughs) oh shit that's right. You just made it worse. Uh, <laughs> oh, you made it worse. Send it to the black eye. You That's the, you know, I mean, come on. No, um, they just, they've extended the we screen. Send it to at Real C Plat. Yeah, at the Real C Plat, too. That works as well. Um, I mean, we've already went there. We're all melon farmers in his estimation anyway. We might as well. You could even send Don't it to act at, like at Kenny Killer if you want. I mean, Jesus, let's just go all Jesus in. Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Do we need to stop? the show and restarted we haven't even introduced the third member or the fourth member of the bandwagon oh, the, the most i don't even important. know if he's gonna want to be on he's gone back by popular demand we scared pc tunny off tunny has run away from the show he is he has got he is very upset with him. we welcome back for the first time he's finally done ducking me he's because he's been ducking me the last couple of weeks oh i can't i couldn't be on the show couldn't be on the show well he's been on here plenty of times when i've been gone he's back now to face the number one chair shot villain, villain, the scientist, DPP. There's, Did you miss me? There's nobody that can replace you. I certainly, I don't know how that happened, but I absolutely missed you. Um, but if this oh, is what I'm walking back into, you're walking into a buzzsaw of racism Jeez. during Black What History. happened since that I've been gone? Place. Well, we've all gotten a little older and a little more cynical. That's what's happened. <sighs> Just more angry at the world. You know, go down david ongar do not necessarily reflect the thoughts of the chairshot.com or pc tunny it's not a bandwagon i want to be a part of (laughs) oh that's fine well we we do have we 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 are happy to have you back and it's been great to have you back on the show in my absence thank you for filling me filling in on uh on on those weeks that i'm out uh for all of you guys to just know now uh, i'm gonna miss the oscars preview episode of bandwagon nerds um i i it's my son's birthday party and so, I don't, I don't know if I should record a podcast at my son's birthday party. Tony, I mean, so, it could. So, so Tony, what I'm hearing again is that we, he's going to leave us to our own devices with the Oscars that we know next to nothing about to add t- Dan, you know, DP, you're invited back on for that as well. So we will, you're, you're, under, we you're under no, you're under no obligation I, to cover the Oscars. I was just going to talk. No, listen, I'm going to, I'll try and watch as many of the available uh, nominations as I can. I've already watched a bunch of them, so I'm totally Oppenheimer good. Oppenheimer now available, by the way. Yeah. Oppenheimer yeah. now available on Peacock. Can I just say real quick, even yesterday, I put on NBC streaming service and up comes Oppenheimer and I'm like, all right. And then I look at it and I'm like, I, I can't, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do this for the next three hours. And I did something else. It's it's tough you because watched, that it's... You watched WrestleMania 8, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> So I really, I, I don't know which, okay. Which is more depressing watching WrestleMania eight or Oppenheimer? No, but one of them is for something that I've really fallen in love that we're doing on the chair shot radio network. So it's easy to kind of, I kind mean, of get the, th- the things that. we do for love. I mean, meatloaf wouldn't do everything for love. That's all. Let I'm me saying. tell you, I watched these he WrestleMania. Wouldn't do that. He wouldn't watch WrestleMania eight. That's yeah, for sure. Two out of three ain't so, bad. I watched these PLEs, oh. these old PLEs, the pay-per-views they were back then. In the same route, I watch Raw and SmackDown nowadays. I'm not watching these three-star matches. You know what I'm saying? So, 
can I actually, I, I'm actually going to break a, a bandwagon nerds rule um, and, and talk a, a little wrestling with you guys real quick, because I, I had to, like, I had this thought, I asked you guys uh, a couple weeks ago. So for those of you who don't listen to the Greg DeMarco show, one, you're missing out. Like I get it. We don't, we don't drop it every week because Craig and I, that definitely, that show definitely does not have a, cons- uh, a consecutive streak to maintain. But one of the things we've started doing, Greg, so like we, everybody knows my passion for like list shows. And so Greg, I think, brought this in as much for me as anything. And we do this segment called The List. And we each choose topics. And I had asked my wrestling compadres over here about matches that didn't need commentary. And one of the things that I have found really interesting, and this is going to be, I don't know if this is the hottest of hot takes, but... I actually, in going back, especially in that WrestleMania like 18 to 27 era, there are several great matches that not only don't need commentary, but I actually think the commentary makes the match less good. And the hottest take of all out of those is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. I went back and watched that match, and I wanted Jim Ross to shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> For the love shut of God. Up, Stay Jim. away from the dipping dots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was it was it, it was it was because the commentary of the match. And if we ever get to this list, this will be like probably my number one spoiler. Um it, it, here's why it was so bad. Go back and watch that match and listen to how many times Jim Ross and or Michael Cole or whoever else, I can't even remember who else is on the commentary team, Jerry Lawler, are telling you how great the match is. Like, we're witnessing a classic, we're witnessing a classic, we're witnessing a classic. And it's not to say you can't say that. But, dude, if you played a drinking game to just that phrase, you're fucking dead. You're dead. (laughs) You're dead. Well, Tony, you have a drinking problem and don't count. So you're dead. It's true. Everybody in Wisconsin has a drinking problem. Like, when when you get your first can of old Milwaukee's best, that's like for your bar mitzvah, what? right? They just give you a, a brisk and a Milwaukee's best. Well, and welcome send you to on your welcome way. to kindergarten. Here's some beast. I didn't like beer until I was almost twenty two. I went the other way. Like I liked beer up until I was twenty two, and then I turned into like a snobbish hipster college dude who was like, I, I only drink whiskeys. I drink me. everything. I drink everything now, but DP and I, we didn't really drink in high school. So it was only till like we started drinking like Mike's hard lemonade in our 19 and 20. You guys just smoked right, grass, sorry. right? Sorry. That's, that's, that's all right. Thing. All right. Let's uh, let's move on from this conversation before I make fun of your childhood. I'm going to need a lawyer um, questions, Dave. I'll let you know when he shows we, up. We do. We do have quite a we do have quite a, a loaded show. As I mentioned, Marvel really dropped all kinds of news uh, in Marvel Cinematic Universe news. We've got strong trailers. We're going to talk about a video game trailer. It's only fitting that DP is back and we got a video game trailer to discuss. We are going to talk about something that I'm really scared to talk about with this group against my better judgment uh, is what I even titled the the line before we just go into all of the stuff that Marvel did this week in their MCU news dump week that was. Uh, so solid a solid trailer park and in order to get ourselves to that trailer park dave i need you to hit that beautiful banjo dude i i was gonna tell you this might be the paramount of trailer parks all right wait, wait, um see what i did there just anyway. play the music all right just just play the music 
This could be a long show. Uh, we've already, we've already, we've already gone racist. We've already made beer and pod jokes. No, it's a collective we. You can, you can point your finger all you want. You're on the show. Um, you're guilty by association. Sorry. Welcome to the family. Um, yeah. This was a great. This was a great week for trailers, and I left a ton of trailers off, which is, I, I, I think it's kind of funny because it's kind of the opposite of what I normally do. Like usually, I'm overloading with trailers. I'm finding random ass trailers on like A24 or apple tv that i want you guys to watch dogs are here the, the, the dogs are excited to talk about trailers they're really excited to talk about this first trailer though because it is a video game trailer there really wasn't much of a trailer but if there is a video game i am anticipating for release it is the upcoming ea sports college football 25 trailer and by golly i'll take a teaser because that's all this was this was this was nothing but a teaser. I don't even know who the dude was that was doing all the the narration. Um, we're we're a bunch of old middle aged white dudes, so none of us know who this guy was. Tony, did you know who was who was doing the talking on that trailer? No. But here's what they did. They were like, "Hey, we know you're waiting for a trailer. Guess what? A real trailer's coming in May. But here here's what we're working on. And here's the thing. I didn't need any more information than that." Because I just needed to know this game was actually happening and it was on its way. Because, fellas, it's my all-time favorite sports game, the NCAA college football series on EA. I love the dynasty mode. I love the fictitious world where the University of Illinois wins football games on a regular basis and goes to bowl games. Like, I, I, I want that. I want that. I need that. Because I don't get it in real life. And... It's the definition of escapism for me that I get to go to a world where Illinois is a national powerhouse and I get to make that dream come true again in a modern football game. I'm so excited for this. I don't buy Madden. I don't buy a lot of other EA games. Uh, I don't buy a lot of sports games. I will buy this one. EA is going to make a fuck ton of money with this game because it hasn't been around in so long. People are going to buy this like crazy. And since he's back, and he's the video game guy, I'm going to start with the scientist and his reaction to this teaser trailer to an actual trailer coming in May. Thoughts on College Football 25 and the footage we got to see and the news that it's actually coming. Well, you, you definitely nailed it. It was it was the, the teaser of teasers because they didn't have any, it doesn't look like they have any gameplay done or anything like that to show you yet. Um, or they just showed you some drawings you know, of what they've been working on. It's been 14 years since the last one. I think 2010 was the last one. Uh, and you said you, you don't buy Madden. I'm afraid you I might don't. be starting to buy Madden because I think that's what this game is going to be. That's <laughs> what I'm afraid of is it's just going to be take Madden, insert teams here, and we got an NCAA college football game. And I'm scared of that because that's what EA does. And I'm not happy about that part. 
I'm definitely happy that we get a college football game because we haven't had college anything uh, because I'm a huge college basketball fan and I want goddamn college basketball video game to play. Oh, I, I have March Madness. I definitely have March Madness. Yeah, loved it. Um, so I'm looking forward. I'm definitely looking forward to the fact that they're working on this and that college sports can now again become a video game enterprise because it's sorely needed and i think everybody's gonna go crazy like you said this is gonna be huge pp 2014 was the last uh ncaa football had denard robinson on the cover nice i have no idea who that is michigan i think oh you don't remember yeah michigan university of michigan dude he was like he was he was like the do everything player he was that uh that generation's um desmond howard so dave yeah i um football 25 Oh, it's it's awesome. You know, we've got the NIL issues behind us. This opens the door, like DP was saying, to getting college um, college sports games back into the video game realm. I tend to think like like DP does that they're just going to take the Madden engine, put a different coat of paint on there and call it NCAA 25. But I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping that they do something like like they did with the EA Sports Golf game, which was just excruciatingly painstakingly detailed down to the blade of grass. I mean, in that game is probably the best thing that EA has put out in a decade, I would say as far as like sports games go. So they do have the capability of doing something really special. And I'm hoping that they're paying attention, that they're giving this game the detail it deserves. But yeah, like DP saying, it's going to be so easy to fall back on that Madden engine. And really you look at the last few years of NCAA college football, there's not much of a difference between that game and Madden other than, you know, you've got the option play, <laughs> that sort of thing, different stadiums, uh, things like that. So, yeah, Madden's a problematic thing because it just hasn't lived up to expectations um, since it got to what the PS3. I mean, the last great Madden game was on the PS2. Um, so I'm hopeful. It's very exciting. I And, and yeah, they're going to make money off me because I'm absolutely going to buy this thing. Um, but it's all, it's probably going to be really heavy. What is franchise mode? What is the recruiting is like, what is that sort of thing? Like you love Pat, the dynasty mode, creating a college that is mid major at best and turning it into a national powerhouse. So how well they handle that is really going to tell the story as to how good the game's going to be. EA, EA being EA, I bet you're recruiting. You're going to have to actually pay money to recruit guys. Well, the uh, Tony, I'll let you go um, in a second. The the whole the, I'll be really interested to see how they handle all that, like where the whole idea of NIL and collectives, because that is a really big thing in college sports right now is collective. Like like what the intent of NIL versus what NIL has become is hysterical because it just basically became semi-professional teams and they're bankrolled by, you know, alumni with the most money because it would be surprising for you all probably to hear uh, Alabama doesn't have the NIL uh, cash that you would think. Um, and that Nick Saban was like one of the last coaches that could still get guys to come to Alabama because it was Alabama and it was Nick Saban. And now that's not true. Like it is so much like Miami, Miami has money out the years. Like they're buying everybody that they can. Now, whether it's going to work or not, who knows? Cause Mario Cristobal is a terrible football coach but but like it'll be interesting to see how that plays out recruiting in the old in the 2014 game was very much it was an allocate you had a you had like a a point pool 
and you would dedicate points from that pool towards different players and you could get bonuses based on things like where they lived what their interests were like what your the strength of your own pitches uh, and in dynasty mode you would take on a role of a head coach offensive coordinator defensive coordinator and depending on how you wanted to play um you, you could kind of work your way up the ranks and get offered other jobs and stuff and it was experience based like achievements in the game gave you experience points towards your coaching acumen that then you can dedicate to making yourself better at uh, different aspects of coaching, which would then improve your players' skill abilities, like the the rating system. Uh, but one of the things you could do, and the way to break that particular game, was you just make yourself a balls-out recruiter because you could recruit talent like crazy and the, and talent wins out, right? Like, get, all, get the horses to the game and then you win. So I just, I'll be interested to see what they do. I hope they don't make it suck. Uh, I get EA has has that reputation. Uh, The gameplay itself of the game has always been like Madden two years prior. So like whatever Madden is doing, did two years ago, that's usually what the in-game gameplay for for college football was. Be interested to see if that changes. Tony, are you going to give EA your money on this one? Uh, I just to play at a DP's house on his giant television. No, I'm more of a sports game getter than DP is. Um, it would probably be the other way around, <laughs> but except for this one, because I don't think he's even played Madden in a few years. Um, here's the thing. Oh, let me start with this. College football national championship and Coach K's college basketball for Sega Genesis are my favorite college basketball and football games. I think I drove my grandparents nuts racking up a thousand yards passing with Heath Schuler in Tennessee on hitting the short <laughs> slant all night yes. um, in one game. But here's the deal. Everything Patrick wants as a fan of the um, process of taking a college and building them up and being the coaching style and the recruitment and the players and everything. And by the way, the players should be the players that are heading into rosters that season because of NIL. Um, so, and I would imagine the game comes out in May of 25, they said, right? The reveal comes out in May. Okay. So in 2025, the game comes out, I would imagine probably, uh, end of July. Oh, this year, this, yeah. May, May of 24 is trailer game usually comes out around August. Right. So I would imagine the game will come out and then you'll get a roster update right before week zero of, of college football that'll go into the game, but you're going to get Madden football. That's what you're going to get. Don't don't kid yourself. Don't look for anything else. The detail in this game is going to be everything Patrick wants in 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 building up a school and having the the actual guys in there. And you're going to have these universities to a detail down to the microscopic details. You're going to have everything about every stadium. You're going to have everything about all their different jerseys. You're going to have their their halls and their, and their, and their gyms and everything that they work out, all that's going to be completely customizable to all hundred and what 96 fucking D one schools. And maybe even all the way down to D three. I don't know how many divisions they're going to do, but it's going to be amazing for the people that want the college football game. Just realize you're getting John Madden football as a gameplay, which isn't so bad. I play it still. I like it. Yeah. I, I've never had a problem with the gameplay. It's, um, it's just not. It's actually what's never drawn me to the game. So yeah, we'll and we'll definitely we're definitely going to talk about this trailer in May 2024 when it when it drops. Just expect it back on the rundown so that we can talk about what we've seen and and, and I can geek out again about again. In my EA Sports world, Illinois is the Georgia of college football, which is great. All right, for the first time in the history of this podcast, 
Patrick O'Dowd refused to watch a trailer. I refused to watch the Twisters trailer. I'm just going to say it right now. Fuck that movie. It doesn't need to be made. I don't want to see it. I'm not going to see it. I ignored the trailer. Tony, cast your judgmental aspersions upon me. One, I hated the original Twister. It's fucking ridiculous and stupid. Like, it's a dumbass movie with a dumbass um, story. You um, live in the Midwest. You know how tornadoes work. They don't work like in that movie. Oh, been, I'm sorry. You had one tornado in Milwaukee County since I've been alive. All right. Here's a tip. Don't do what they do in Twister. You will yeah. fucking die. Even so, the storm researchers yeah, don't I, do what they do because no. they would fucking die. Pat, so you're missing the secret to the whole thing is to be in a Dodge <laughs> pickup truck. That uh, is the secret. I, I thought Tornadoes are incapable of carrying a Dodge pickup truck and pulling. They can pull, pick up a big rig and throw it, you know, miles, but not a Dodge pickup Here, truck. Here's the, here's the other tip I'm going to give you all. Unsolicited tip. Every tornado movie shows people hiding under a fucking overpass. Uh, don't do that. You'll die. You, you can't, Patrick, you can't judge this movie. You sound like a hypocrite in the way you allow people to hide behind the wall of chainsaws in a horror movie instead of getting in the running car. <laughs> Here, not I don't watching have, this movie. Not I, watching this trailer. I don't Defend have a, this trailer. I don't Tell want, me why I need to watch this trailer. This is my question for you. I, I watched Twister. It was fine the first one. The second one was probably be okay for the people that like this genre. But Patrick, if you were going to, why did you put it on the fucking rundown? Because, <laughs> because I, sent him the the, I sent him the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, no, I probably won't watch it. To me, this feels like a couple weeks ago. Remember, Tony, we talked about the Roadhouse trailer. And this feels a lot like what I loved about the first Twister was the cast. You know, the movie, say what you want, but the cast was excellent. And there is literally no connection to that cast. The only thing connecting this movie to the first one is fucking Dorothy and the little things flying up into the tornado. That's it. That's the only connection. And it's just like, look, CGI tornadoes may have been cool in 93, but now it's like they're a dime a dozen. I see it in every other movie. So, yeah, I, I, I'm. I shared the trailer, but I'm not exactly interested in seeing this. It just looks kind of absurd <laughs> to, to the to the nth degree. As long as they came up with more dialogue than Runaway, it, it at least is going to be a little bit better than the first one, because that's all the first one was. Cow! <laughs> debris! I gotta go, guys. Debris. We've got cows! we got debris. It's, just a, it's, just, it's a reason like, uh, like a, is it 2012 or any of those movies where it's just all, like, just, just watch shit getting destroyed. And run away from it. I, I I want to apologize to the listener now. Like I, I'll apologize to the listener. I I apologize for those of you who are the big time Twister fans out there that that needed this. Um, one, you, the movie you love sucks. I'm sorry, it just it sucks. Two, <laughs> this doesn't feel like an apology. As a, as I a apologize, host, but you're wrong. <laughs> I want to half time update. As a host, so far it's not going so good. Go ahead, let's hear the second half. As a host, I should have watched this trailer and given my honest evaluation of how bad this movie was going to be so that I could tell you that not only did your original love of the film suck, but that this second film that you've been very excitedly waiting for will also suck. Hey, to channel our good friends, Ray Cash and Christopher Platt, when they used to make up shit about lock and key, Pat, just... Imagine what the trailer's like and tell us what you think was in there, and we'll tell you how close you are. I, I imagine it had people driving around in driving rain, maybe in an SUV with the door open, people running in an open field or something like that. Uh, 
People foolishly hiding in a place where they shouldn't, looking scared. So you didn't need to watch it. You've, you're prophetically describing everything. People with cowboy it's, hats. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, I mean. Well, here's the thing. I bet you, I bet you there are two different types of storm chasers. There's going to be one that's like the good guy storm chaser and the one that's the bad guy storm chaser. They're all cocky. They're better than the rest. The part that Tony was showing, I did kind of like where they drill down in the ground to anchor the the truck down so that when the tornado comes over it, they can just sit there and look. Oh, yeah, that checks out. Anyway, uh, let's move on to another trailer that I hated. And this one I actually did watch. Three minutes for Godzilla X Kong? Three minutes? We needed that long of a trailer for the Godzilla versus Kong sequel? One, I'm going to go see this movie. And everybody knows why I'm going to go see this movie. Because The Little O'Dowd is all about the kaiju. The bit we, we watched, I may have, from my local library, checked out 13 Godzilla films from the Toho Company dating from 1992 to the early 2000s because they weren't available to stream anywhere. So, like, we are full-on kaiju Godzilla mode. All of that said, when Godzilla puts on a... Or when, sorry, when King Kong puts on a goddamn power glove, the, the what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> I love the glove. Acknowledge it's so him. bad. Acknowledge Kong. No, no. This is everything that is wrong with with the legendary Godzilla films. Like this whole monster verse that I continue to watch because I love my son. Is it's just ter- I love that he I, I I love him that he loves the Toho Godzillas and that Godzilla minus one is really what I got him into Godzilla with because that is the bar for him. He sees these other ones. He's like I mean, I'm going to watch it. He's like, it looks kind of ridiculous, but I'm going to watch it. But like for me, it's a, I mean, it's all the way thumbs down, two thumbs down. This looks awful. And I need this series to die. And yet it won't. But, but breaking news, breaking news. Patrick stops watching kaiju movies. But wait, also wasn't Mo- Monarch stuff. Legacy of Monsters. You like that show though. Until the last two episodes oh. where it got fucking dumb again. Okay. It got dumb. It got dumb. And I don't know that I would say that here's the thing about, um, Legacy of Monsters that I they they they, they it was a, it was a lore building show. Monarch Legacy of Monsters is all about building the lore of the legendary monster verse, and, and it really tried hard to do that without being completely stupid, and then became completely stupid at the end. And again, I just remember I'm watching the like the season finale, and I'd be like, you know, I'll get this fucking show off my fucking screen. It's fucking terrible. Anyway, I'm in a mood, fellas. I'm in a mood. I can tell. Again, this is what I came back for. Anybody want to watch Godzilla X Kong? Yes, you did. You came back for Godzilla X Kong. What do you, what do you think? You know, a couple months ago, whatever, uh, the last time we did a trailer, I was on for, like, God, was it Godzilla Zero or something? It was a different Godzilla, Godzilla trailer. Godzilla minus one. Minus one. Godzilla minus one. Yeah, I was on for that fucking show. amazing. Uh, like, just after that show, I was flipping through the channels, and Son of Godzilla was on from 1967. Uh, oh. That's that was something. hilariously brutal to watch, uh, but I had to. I, like I couldn't look away; it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was like we uh, when that trailer popped up, and I was uh, watching it with the Dillonator. She's like, "Is is Baby Kong going to be in here? Where's Baby Kong?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's got to. He's got to show up." And then I'm like, "There he is! There he is!" And it just brought us back to that one. And like, well, it's going to be better than this, right? Yeah, honey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't care. I don't. Not a kaiju guy um 
Good for the people that like them. Good for Super Nintendo and the Power Glove getting in on this one. But it looks like we have a, a another breed of, of Kongs that are rivaling King Kong in his world. So he needs his rival, Seth Rollins, to come along and screw over Cody Rhodes so that King Kong can retain with the Power Glove. It wasn't yeah. me, Pat. I didn't bring wrestling into this. I already opened the floodgates oh, back at true. the top of the show. Like, I really, I really can't. I can't be the normal chair shot villain I mean, that I would want to be. I can't be all the villain I am because I did it to myself. King Kong and Godzilla meeting up with Starsky and Hutch in this whole thing is a little bit hard to swallow. That's um, That was the other... That was the other thing, by the way. I'm glad you mentioned that. The buddy cop interview. I don't. What? Which one is Riggs? That's what I like. Which one is Riggs and which one is Murtaugh? Which one is too old for this shit? Oh, it's Kong. Kong is too old for this shit. Because I I don't know if you noticed this. Kong is old. Like, he's gray hair. The arthritis glove that he's got on. Uh, For circulation. It is. It's for his own good. Yeah, I just I don't know how that you go from trying to kill each other in the first movie, uh, finding a, finding a a tentative <laughs> truce to take out Mecha Godzilla, and now here we are. We're gonna put all that shit aside and take on this uh, army of um, giant apes intent on destroying everything. I yeah, I don't know, man. I, as much as as much well, as I want to support I, this, yeah. I'm having issues again. Well, here's 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 the promise from your your good old friend Patrick O'Dowd. I'm going to watch this movie because I have to. I'm going to let you all know. I'm going to let you all know on these internet airwaves. Okay, let's get to a trailer I'm actually excited about. We're all actually excited about because we've been... And and here's the thing, DP, if you're going to come back, got to get on the Amazon Prime. Got to get caught up. uh, Because Invincible... I think we'll get there. We're we're, we're talking about what you're watching, and I'm I'm catching up on a lot of things. All right, because Invincible Season 2 Part 2... At a trailer drop. That's right. And we got some glimpses as to where we're heading in the second half of this season. Where I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed that we know the fate of Omni-Man. Like, I know we knew the fate of Omni-Man, but I was kind of hoping they would keep that a little bit in the dark in the trailer. I'm fine with what they do as as it's this whole Viltrumite wrestling with humanity thing. Like, that human spirit stuff going on there is is kind of fun to see and it'll be interesting to see where it goes but uh this is the second half of the season we're going to be gearing up in a couple weeks we're going to be covering this we're going to be able to kind of do it in real time let's uh let's kick it off with dave this time a lot of good stuff a lot of uh, a lot of question as to what's actually going to play out um but i would say bottom line the hero team is is back at it and that's always a good thing they are and um you know, the things that I took away from it, Mark ends up back on Earth. We don't know whether he's going to follow through with the ultimatum that was given to him by Viltrumite King Dick, whoever the hell that was. Um, <sighs> not sure. Not sure it matters. Um, like you're saying, Omni-Man is facing That's actually Omni- what his name is in the IMDb thing, that's by cool. the way, guys. It's King Dick. I, I, you King know, Dick that's, is that's... Anyway, we'll table that conversation. Uh, but they... Uh, you know, you've got the showdown between Omni-Man who's in prison in this person. Um, somebody dies because we're at a funeral near the end of this thing. I'm not sure who I don't think it's anybody of major importance to the whole over Tony thinks it is. OK, um, but yeah, let's let's get to March 14th and see how this plays out. Tony, who's in the coffin, man? I, I'm curious now who you think is there. His mom, Debbie. God. 
That would be such a dun, dun, dun. She's not at the funeral. He's not at the funeral. We get flash cuts to him with the black eyes under the mask. We also get a cut of him in a different get looking a, outfit, don't we? Also, we? we also hear him saying, like, forgive me for what I've done or something like that. So we know the squids the squids are showing up and taking over the town. Should be interesting. Dan, where are you on this Maybe. series? Where where are you? Right now on the Invincible one, uh, I am at zero. <laughs> or if you want to call it Invincible minus one, you know, I'm, I'm you, I still need to watch. You got it. a month, sir. But you I will catch month. up. I will catch up very very quickly. Yeah, le- te- uh, te- I travel, text, I'm traveling for work next week. Text me after you watch the first episode, especially the last five minutes. It'll be it'll be and happening. How are you? Oh boy! Has, uh, well, here's like, the thing. Like I'm very the... excited about this. <laughs> I am very excited about this. To, to I'm glad that we got this back. I, I'm going to share this this way, and this is not a knock on our, our format, but like sometimes when we're doing show coverage, it can feel a little bit like a slog. And Invincible season two has not felt like a slog. And it's not just like the locking keys of the world. Like there's other <laughs> shows, like shows I've really enjoyed, where I've been like, oh, okay, this hasn't felt like that at all. And uh, and part two of season two looks like more of the same. So. Uh, very, very excited for that. Okay, we are going to take our first commercial break. When we come back, against my better judgment, we're going to talk about a possible streaming service merger. When we get out of commercial, I'm sure you'll all understand why, noble, noble audience. You are listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash chair shot and invest in one of our mini chair shot shirt designs. Only $19.99. Spend a few dollars more. Get it soft style. It'll feel great on your giblets. And remember, if you, noble listener, are the next person to purchase a bandwagon nerds tee, we will thank you publicly on these interweb airwaves. We will send David Ongar to your house to thank you with flowers and candy, maybe even a hug. It'll be nice. You can even, or, we will even set you up at DPP's Thunderdome as an Airbnb for one hour. One hour. Right, right by the hour. ADP, good for you, man. <laughs> yes. As, yeah. as it is, as enticing as that is, maybe we'll just say thank you on the internet airwaves <laughs> in whatever username you want that isn't, well, let's be honest. Given who we are, we'd probably say whatever. Um, okay. So this, I don't remember which one of you knuckleheads shared this, um, it's, but we got news this week. I'm so, God. News dropped this week 
that there seems to have been talks or that there are talks going on between Paramount Plus and Peacock that would result in them merging into a stream, single streaming service. Now, this is according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. So I can't even sit there and be like, eh, it's rumor. It's speculation. The Wall Street Journal is reporting it. It's probably for real. This would bring Paramount and NBC Universal's content under a single streaming app. Now, the article even admits there are, are very little details behind this report. That there's no pricing, there's no naming, nothing's been decided, nothing's even, nothing's really, really there. It sounds like this is in the beginning stages of a con- of a conversation. Now, Paramount Plus has a, a subscriber footprint of around 63 million subscribers. I'm one of them. Peacock has around 31 million subscribers. I am also one of them. Putting both streaming services together would help them get closer to the subscriber numbers of a Max, a Disney, a Disney Plus, maybe even an Amazon Prime. Before we make the jokes, because I know the jokes are coming. I mean, you can pretend like they're not, but we know the jokes are coming. Just I accept it. Let's talk about where we have landed now in the world of uh, of our uh, of our entertainment, because everybody, all y'all out there, that talked about cutting the cord and how clever you were going to be to cut the cord. You were going to get away from cable. You were not going to pay all these dollar amounts for. Um, did you think that the streaming services weren't going to figure out a way to kind of basically make you pay for cable? Because that's where we are now. And uh, I mean, this is this is an inevitability, I think, as as we're going to have all these conglomerates continue to sort of merge and, and fold into one another, become bigger, bigger entities. And so we're looking at, you know, who you're loyal to, you know, streaming service A, streaming service B, or if you get both, you're basically paying whatever you used to pay for Comcast, DirecTV, Dish Network, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't, it's it's strange for me because I have all these, I have like every streaming service except for Hulu, like out of the majors. So I'm probably paying for it anyway. Probably. Dave's laughing. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably, you're probably the there bundle. too. So, so let's, let's just get it out there. Like folks, what are our thoughts on this? I, I actually kind of look at it, at it as more of an inevitability. And if this one doesn't happen, a different one will. And uh, that's, that's the world we live in. Dave is pointing to, to, I, EP, who pointed to himself, who pointed to Tunny. So Tunny goes first. Tunny. Ready? We talked about this when streaming became unbelievably popular. And we said, eventually, it's going to turn right back into network broadcasting where there's three or four major ones. And we all said that the smaller ones were going to combine. And you needed a movie studio. And you needed a TV channel. And you needed a library. And... For CBS or, or Paramount or and Universal to be able to do this together with everything that they have, and you still have a foothold in WWE. I know they don't really have future contracts right now because of what's happening, but you could still end up being the streaming service because that's not set in stone, I don't believe, with Netflix yet. I just know that it ends with them at a certain point in that contract. So it's just things that we've talked about on this show. Kudos to this show and the people that have been on this show. We've 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 forecasted and broadcasted this already years before it was going to happen. So none of us here are surprised whatsoever. If it means I'm paying less than I'm paying now for both services, then I'm completely fine with that. But let me be upfront. I also have direct TV on top of owning all of these services like you do, Patrick. 
that's really all I have you know, to say on that. It's not a big deal to me, honestly. I, I too, have a, uh, a direct TV subscription. I have had since I bought my house. And we just haven't, for, we haven't cut it off. For me, if you're a sports fan, direct TV gives you the most sports you can get for, for your dollar. Right. Kind of where I am, too. Okay. Um, Dave. I'll pick on Dave. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts? It's kind of interesting to me that we're talking about college football earlier. And then you get this sort of situation where you've got the consolidation of all these streaming services into like power five conferences. Um, You know, you got, you got Paramount plus you got the NBC streaming service and you've got the whole situation where they're both kind of floundering. So it's like, um, you know, and, and if you're WWE and you are looking, hey, where are we going to put the network? And I'm air quoting network because whatever we have on Peacock is not the network. But it's like it, it makes it more attractive to WWE if you have these two kind of companies that are or services that are struggling combined into one that is more attractive as far as like, well, maybe we do want to stay here. Um, I was surprised by the numbers. I did not expect Paramount Plus to have double <laughs> double the number of people of subscribers that Peacock did when you look at how strong the WWE is. But like Tony's saying, this is no surprise. We've been forecasting this for years. This is going to continue to happen. These smaller streaming services are going to get gobbled up by the big ones. You're going to end up at the point where you got Disney plus Netflix and Amazon prime. And you know, that's kind of going to be where the action is at, so to speak. Um, these other ones are like, yeah, Paramount and Peacock joining together, like a mid major sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's no surprise, but like, like you guys are pointing out, I got a direct TV subscription too. I want to get rid of it, but shit, I don't want to give up my golf channel and I don't want to give up this and I don't want to give up that. And no, none of the street, when this first streaming service that puts all that shit together will be the one to get my money in a heartbeat. Well, but, okay, so but that's happening thing, right me, now though. Go ahead, Patrick. Okay, you're going to bring it up. No, no, you well, were going to say the same thing. Yes. So, so let's, let's talk real quick. So, as we're recording this, Purdue is playing Ohio State on CBS. You can also stream it on Paramount+. Plus. Amazon is getting itself into the NFL game with the Thursday Night Football game trying to get into playoff games. Peacock has all, all of these streaming services right now, I think except for Netflix, um, out of the ones that are coming from networks, are are adding sports to their to their streaming services. Peacock has a Big Ten game every Tuesday, or two Big Ten games every Tuesday. For college sports. So that's happening. Like, that's where it's going. No, it's happening on a bigger level than that. And even parallel to what we're talking about right now, because I believe ESPN and Fox and somebody else are going to come up with a streaming service that's going to immediately start. So, like, even competing sports services are now going together so that they can bring their numbers together so that it's... It's it's just turning back into network television. It is. That's right. all it's, it's just doing. All, it's all coming back. Yeah. Yeah. You make that um, joke. Every HBO HBO of has something with yeah HBO has something with uh, Bleacher Report right now. Max, sorry, Max has uh, Bleacher Report stream stuff and they're streaming sports now. Like it is. It's just it's interesting. Like we are just doing what we what we always do when it comes to entertainment. Uh, it's just going to take a different form. So okay. We're going to take our second commercial break. That was a quick segment because we are going to do a dive into our MCU news. When we, I'm sorry, did I did I miss something? I saw gestures. Dave, did you want to say something else? No, I, I, I don't sorry. know if Dan had any comments on the uh, pending merger. Oh, I, I sorry, DP. No, no, nothing, nothing that you guys didn't say. So I, I, all I had was the jokes, but you said to hold off. So I'll hold off on the joke. <laughs> 
I, I appreciate that. Um, I was really worried about this segment, but then again, DJ is not here, so I think we're good to go. Uh, we are going to take our second commercial break. We come back. We have a ton of MCU news to cover, and I'm very, very excited to get to it. And I want to share that excitement with you when we come back. You are listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. I mean, I almost muted. Uh, I mean, I almost kicked PC Tony out of the call. I, I merely muted him for his silent act- antics. Tony, you know there's no secrets on this show. I out, I out you at least once a show about something that you gesture or or do. It, it's 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 I'm living the gimmick. That's right. Apologize. There you go. You love me. You love me so much. You want to do college basketball podcasts with me. You know you do. All right. Marvel had a very busy week this week with relation to the MCU. And I'm just realizing as I look at this uh, rundown, I actually put them out of order as to how I want to cover them. So, gentlemen, if you're looking at your rundown, we're going to cover number seven first before we cover number six. Because it all started Super Bowl Sunday, where we suspected we suspected we would get a Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, a.k.a. Deadpool 3. We, during the pregame show, actually, I think, was where we got the 32nd by the way, this 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 is one of the interesting things I find about how much the Super Bowl has changed. That movie trailers no longer are like playing during the game or like that paying for that TV airtime. They're going on the cheap, buying a 30 second spot to make you go to the internet to watch their trailers. Like there was like maybe two or three full trailers tops. Wicked was one of them. Wicked did a full trailer during the Super Bowl. Um and that might have been it. Did Planet of the Apes do one during the Super Bowl? Planet yeah. of the Apes. My, they, did they do the full trailer, though? Or was I think it they did the full trailer. Check it yeah, out. because I, I pointed it out to someone we were with yeah. when it came on. Because there, there were a ton of 30-second spots where it's like, two, two, uh, two. Watch it online now. A Quiet Place Day 1 also had a full trailer. Uh, no. But A Quiet Place Day 1 had already been out. Because we talked about A Quiet Place Day 1 on last week's show. Because uh, it had gotten shared like a week before, so that's kind of old hat. Like kudos to them for spending the money on the Super Bowl. At, no, that's why I'm the host. Um, anyway, so we finally got our Wolverine, our Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. It was mostly Deadpool. He answered some questions for us as to how this character was going to be brought into the MCU. Sorry, kids, for those of you who are like, I don't want to watch everything. You had to have at least watched some Loki. To understand what was going on. And I under and I know this because my boss, who really his whole concept of anything MCU is based on trailers he sees on television and the movies that he goes and sees, he was like, Who are the guys with the sticks? And I had to be like, Well, if you'd watch the Loki television series or the Loki streaming series on Disney Plus, you would know they're part of the time variance authority. Yes, I did. I kind of pushed up the well, if you knew who the Time Variance Authority were, you would know that they then went after Deadpool, assuming, I'm assuming, because of all of his antics at the end of Deadpool 2. Um, that that seemed to make the most sense to me. But we got a flash of, it looks like Deadpool wandering around a wasteland quite a bit after being 
after a lot of uh, acknowledgement of this being the first MCU Deadpool movie, I'm sure Dave will uh, point out some of those jokes. The first thing you took away from the trailer, if I do recall, was the pegging joke. That That's that Would that be accurate to say? Big step for Disney. It was a big step for Disney. I, I like that he said he was going to be Marvel Jesus. I, I thought that was funny. Uh, you know, just a lot of the the self-aware, third, you know, fourth wall breaking stuff that Deadpool is known for. Uh, and it, w- it was just a good role. Him being one of the, you know, one of the other characters, him and uh, Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, being the two that uh, that do that. Um, good to see that they're, they're keeping that going. But a lot of fighting in a wasteland. We get our a couple of snippets of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but not much. That was the big tease. We got the claws at the very end. We got to see the claws at the very end. And we also see his back in what appears to be a casino or something. So, yeah, I didn't include the, this in the trailer park because we've been waiting so long for it. Now's our time to get hyped, fellas. So let's get hyped. Tony, why don't you get hyped first? How much did you enjoy this trailer and what did you pull from it? I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds and probably the favorite character he's ever played in his life. Um, he's he's probably had all these ideas in his head. We talked about what was going on that they could continue to be filming and he could actually technically kind of rewrite stuff at the same time amidst the strike and everything else that was happening. Obviously, it's iconic when you get probably two of the best cast superhero characters in comic book movie history in Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and, and Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. You get all the Deadpool quips. You get all the Deadpool action. It's going to be, it's probably going to be a lot of ours movie of the year. I'll be honest with you. As far as this show goes, I'll, I'll bet it surpasses even the lofty expectations we already have. And I think it's going to introduce us to what's going to be happening moving forward in the MCU. We possibly get two really huge big bads in this that we've been waiting for. So maybe you never know. I know you shake your head, but it's possible. The rumors are out there. It's, it's fun because there's speculation with it and we don't really know. DP, go ahead before, because we're, we are going to talk about one of those two big bads. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, thoughts? didn't, uh, I didn't know exactly how they were, if they were going to bring him in fully to like the MCU or have just kind of like a, you know, him and the X-Men and that side of it be a different thing. And with them doing the Thunderbolts, you know, part of it, you know, could just be, it's like almost not necessarily tied completely in with everybody else. Uh, but then when that's when the trailer started and, and you know, he comes out the door and it's like, oh, sh- shit, there's the TVA's here. I'm like, oh, OK, uh, they're going a little different than I thought they were going to go, uh, which was really cool. And I'm like, they are tying that in. And um, I'm really interested to see where they go with all of that. And uh, yeah, you're definitely going to get the same uh, same Deadpool you got before. I loved the way they did the fighting and that. <laughs> I want to see what that would happen with the 20th century Fox logo that was back there. That they fell into make, I'm sure there's a good joke in there that they're doing there. Um, and then just, yeah, the classic stuff and Wolverine, it looks like Wolverine's in the old, uh, you know, yellow outfit. You got a quick tease of that, which is kind of cool. And, uh, just, I, you know, it's still, I don't know how they're going to tie it in, but getting to see that the trailers there and, and it's like that shit, like it's still going to be there especially at the beginning when he was doing the birthday thing, all the people that were there, people that died. Um, so is he in a different, at that point, is he in a different part of the multiverse somehow? And then gets dragged back. Like, did he figure something out? Like, how are they all alive? How does that tie in? Well, everything. That's so if going you remember, you were, you gotta, you gotta remember the end of Deadpool part two. So the end of Deadpool part two, the post credit scenes, 
uh, Deadpool goes back through time and like saves people and stops him from dying. He undoes Deadpool from the Wolverine movie. He like undoes all this, undoes all this shit. Wipes out Green Lantern. Yeah, like he wipes, he makes he he makes Green Lantern no longer exist. It's very very. It was funny in the moment because because he stole the time travel thing from Cable. And, and did it that way. So, and that's and that's why I think the that's TVA right. is there is because he messed all of it up. Ryan Reynolds right. was supposed to make Green Lantern, much to his chagrin. That's right, right Dave. Forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's, You're welcome, Canada. That, that movie. How old was that movie? Green Lantern was 2011. Right. No, but like how? Yeah, not Green Lantern. Deadpool two. Like how long ago was Deadpool two? Oh, 2018. Yeah. 2018. Been a while. Yeah, that's that's six years ago. Like it's been a it's been a hot minute. I can understand yeah, why what people's six days ago. probably a little fuzzy. Right. So okay, Dave, your turn. Um, your thoughts on this trailer before we talk about villains? Yeah, a, a couple things. I'll I'll be pretty brief. I, I applaud Disney for not shying away from the rated R nature of Deadpool and going right at it. You know, the pegging joke, not with, but that, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Hey, pegging's not new for me, but it is for Disney. He looks right at the camera. So that's a real cool moment for Disney to kind of just dabble in this public service announcement to anybody listening to this podcast seven months in advance. Parents, don't take your little kids to this movie, please. You will just be walking out disappointed. That being said, um, yeah, the fourth wall breaking and and not just fourth wall breaking, but realizing this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's calling. This is the first time anybody's called it Marvel in the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. And no one's ever said Marvel in an actual Marvel movie before other than Captain Marvel. I mean, that okay. sort of thing. But um, he's talking about your entire your little cinematic universe is about to get completely messed up. So there's something really interesting going on, an interesting dynamic here that he's aware of outside of this whole thing that the rest of us might not be. And this really could be some sort of way to reset this thing. Not that it really, and I'm not one of the, you guys know we are not of the ilk to say, yeah, the Marvel cinematic universe needs to be rebooted like the DC universe needed to, but they do seem like they're setting up for something along those lines in the wake of the whole Jonathan majors disaster and Kang and all that. So yeah, this, this looks like it's got everything that we want. It's got Hugh Jackman. It's got Wolverine. There's lots of hints of X-Men, lots of hints of lots of other things. So it's, um, I, I agree with Tony. This is going to be the movie. It's, I mean, I, it, and it's of course the only one coming out this year, but it's going to be the one this year. It's going to be big time. It is going to be big time. I, uh, I can't say it's going to be the best movie I see because I, I am very excited about Doom part two. Yeah. Uh, but you guys all know that. Like I can't. And you got it. Like, and you're going to see Godzilla versus Kong. So, you know. hell yeah. Or is, it, or is it Godzilla with Kong? We're not sure. God, it's Godzilla X Con. It's a Kong. It's like an X. Like, yeah, like X Men. Maybe they're joining the X Men. That's what's happening. Crossover. I smell, I smell crossover. Um, okay. Which, by the way, just for funsies, DC and Marvel apparently going to do uh, another comic book crossover soon. For you guys, that's great. I think. Whatever, but are they or are they just good. re-releasing the old stuff? Are they going to do something new? Oh, it sounded. Oh, the way the article read, I thought it was a new collaboration. Oh, please, but, let's go. Um, okay, let's let's go to uh, villains. So it's largely believed that the big bad for this movie is going to be Cassandra Nova. Cassandra Nova is a is the twin sister, the basically the evil twin sister of Charles Xavier, and 
has the you know the same sort of power set. We don't know that like we don't know the status of Charles Xavier in this universe yet. You know, the last time we saw Charles Xavier, he died at the end of Old Man Logan, or I'm sorry, Logan, uh, way back when when we did the best Wolverine movie that's ever been made. Um, and so we're not really sure what's up there, but Cassandra Nova seems to be maybe the variant or a variant that the TBA is asking Logan or asking Deadpool to, to help with that. That's kind of my running theory. However, there is a dude in a cloak with a hood, wearing a mask, sort of a big satellite dish thing that of course has all of the MCU fans in a tizzy. It doesn't hurt that a certain first family of Marvel was announced this week as well. But there's speculation that random dude standing next to a satellite may be Victor Vaughn Doom. Thoughts? Go ahead, Tony. Thoughts? You dropped your mic first. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but there could this just be the first glimpse? And then something else we're going to talk about at the end, we get a final introduction because I've heard a couple different things about what we're going to be touching on. Um, that family of four you you already mentioned. Um, but I, I'm good with it being Nova because that means, like, I feel like we're getting into the mutants. We're getting into the X-Men. Like, we've already gotten that tease with calling um, Ms. Marvel a mutant, right, in the Marvels. So that'd be really cool if we could be doing both of these things at once and you're you're it's interesting because i think we're going in a direction that nobody really thinks we're going they are going to kind of reimagine what's already happened because they're going to need to go back to it and i think you'll understand when we get to the new captain marvel movie from what i've heard but i i like what they're doing i really do dave go ahead yeah i uh i mean i know we're getting ready to talk fantastic four Tony's, you know, Tony's got a point and he's right. It, it, this all could be related. Do I think that's Dr. Doom? That seems a little bit easy, too easy. I mean, could it be foreshadowing of something possibly? Um, but yeah, you hear all sorts of rumors about the MCU right now as to the, the redirection they're going. Um, rumors that the void from uh, the Loki series could actually set the stage for battle world and secret wars, you know, Galactus possibly coming in, Doctor Doom coming in in some form or fashion. So I, I think this movie is going to be the launch pad for this next phase, which I think is going to steer away heavily from the heroes we know and love to some, well, maybe not heavily, but to some extent and start focusing in mutants, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all of which in the comics are all very intertwined with each other. And I think that makes a lot of sense. If you're going to combine X-Men, Fantastic Four, Doom, Galactus, Silver Surfer, all that stuff, do it here where it's very easy to kind of explain that here's the alternate reality we're in and look what we've got over here. And could it be Doom? It could be. But I, I tend to kind of agree with you, Pat. It, it seems a little bit of lazy booking if you're just going to shoehorn him in <laughs> to a Deadpool movie standing in front of a TV tower somewhere, or satellite tower. I don't know if I'd call it a TV tower or whatever. It looked because it was like some sort of like dish looking thing that like opened up. So everything's there for it to be a recipe to to have people speculate that it's Dr. Doom because he's standing next to this like sciencey technology thing that like opens up. It looks like it's about to fire lasers. Remember like Uh, when Loki, the first season, and they had that castle that we speculated were, are we in Latveria? What is that? And it turned out to be Kang's castle. Who's to say in this right. new reality that it's not actually Doom's castle? So who knows? 
I, I don't know. TP, what do you think? I mean, if it's like if it's just like a teaser or something, and that's maybe just short bit of the yeah, he's there kind of thing. Uh, you know, fine. Um, you know, like I was mentioned before, I think in, in generally they can, if they wanted to, they could keep this all kind of separate but still intertwined stories thing. And um, like we're gonna talk about in a minute, probably like uh, that makes more sense to introduce Doctor Doom there than in here. Um, but like. You see that in here, like, yep, he's there. He's part of this thing, and we get introduced to him later. Would be better, I think, because uh, I get worried when you introduce too many people in a movie. That was DC's problem in a lot of the a lot of their movies was just don't give me a don't dump load a bunch of people and don't tell me who they are. Or give me a give me a story. Give me a reason. You have the one main villain is fine, and you want to tease some other stuff going on. Cool. Um, right. You know, leave Doom for the Fantastic Four. To at least get the introduction, get into it, and then start building whatever you're going to build. I I appreciate so much of what you just said right there because that is the thing that is uh, to me that's very important. I I think that it, Marvel knew damn well whoever cut that trailer knew damn well that what they were doing by by including that particular snippet. But I and I guess honestly I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I also like. If you're going to introduce Victor Von Doom, he needs to not be a secondary introduction in a movie, in my opinion. He is, in my in my personal opinion, he, like, when you look at the pantheon of Marvel villains, like, in my opinion, he's 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 a bigger deal than Thanos. He's, he's a bigger deal than just about anybody in terms of villains that you could throw out there for marvel heroes to face because doom has taken on everyone and he's he's just always on top like at the or he always he's on top or he's nearly done like doom magneto like those are like those are the like those are the guys like those are your your top echelon villains and to introduce him in in an elseworld sort of setting like it yeah I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I'd like it. I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, yay, Doom. But at the same time, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of doing him a little bit of an injustice. What if they were did with Thanos? What? Post-credit thing? Think about what they did with Thanos when they were bringing him in. Post-credit scenes here and there, and then finally, you know, immersed into something. And that worked. And and I'm fine. Like, and I would be okay with that as well. Like, if Doom was a post-credit scene... Like if, if if that trailer gave us a snippet of the post credit scene of Deadpool, like that would sneaky, be that would be classic sneaky, sneaky. Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. Here here's the thing. Here's the thing. The 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 rating the the attendance is down in movie theaters when Marvel puts out movies, right? So if you can slowly introduce your next huge villain that a lot of people that you've already lost, because the hardcore comic book fans and the people that do podcasts like us and talk about it are going to know what's going on. But the other people aren't going to know. So why not get talk going about, oh, what was this? Oh, I'm supposed to figure this out. Something new is coming on. And yeah, I think we're leading back to something that's just going to reintroduce the Avengers, which is the most relatable thing for the non-hardcore Marvel fan from what we've seen in the past. I maybe, maybe I just hope like, I hope it's not a bait and switch. I, I hope it's not, I don't know. There's just, there's wanna, a lot. You want to know why you, you, you want to know why you hope I don't it's not think the flash movie that we just saw. No. And I'll tell you why I don't absolutely, think that was absolutely. Don't be the flash. I'm going to yeah, tell right. you why I don't think they're going to do a bait and switch. We've talked for years on this show about how Marvel had all this goodwill which gave them the flexibility to take some chances and do some things that 
you know, we looked at and say, huh, I'm not sure about that. Um, to a large extent, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I, some of that goodwill is whittled away with some of the stuff that has happened. So I'm not sure that they are going to take chances at this point, as opposed to let's do something that we know is going to work. This formula worked before. Maybe it'll work again. And we'll do it with Dr. Doom and replay it. We'll put Doom where Thanos was and we'll build to that. So I don't know if they're going to try a bait and switch or get too crazy or think too far outside the box at this point. Because it's just not, they're not in the same safe space that they used to be. They're still in a safer space I, than we give them credit for. I, I I think it's interesting. So like I posted an article because I think the rubber band's also snapping back a little bit on, on the Marvel bag. I think. Media is starting to recognize we were a little harsh on the Marvels, unjustly so. Uh, Tony, what was that? That movie was great. It was. It was definitely great. It was also poorly marketed. They scapegoated Nia Costa. It they couldn't they couldn't promote it because of SAG after they like it was completely mishandled. And then critically, I just don't know what the critics were looking for out of that movie that they that they buried it as hard as they did. Other than they keep wanting to, they keep wanting to say superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue. Everybody's tired. Everybody's tired. Because um, it wasn't a bad movie at all. It was a quite good movie. Um, and I rewatched it on Disney Plus the other day. Hell of a fun time. Don't understand why it did so poorly, other than just very poor word of mouth and marketing. Deadpool's not going to suffer from that problem, uh, but it does need to go somewhere. So in that respect, I agree with you. It's just which direction. Will, where will Deadpool end up when this is all said and done? I don't know, but it's going to be very, very exciting uh, to see what that end result is. Let's segue into number eight and the title uh, uh, of number eight. And we Because we've already hinted to it. We've alluded to it. So, again, just kind of as I look at where I place things in the rundown, I'm, I'm shifting things around. But we also, later in this past week, got the announcement of Marvel's first family. That's right. For those of you who don't know, the Marvel's first family is the Fantastic Four. And we got one major confirmation. Uh, and I had posted, I had I had sort of made an unwritten rule on bandwagon nerds that we were not going to talk about Fantastic Four rumors until it was for real. Yes, Tony? I had yeah. seen this the day before, and I didn't post it because of that. Uh, Moratorium but, lifted. The moratorium on the Fantastic Four movie is officially lifted as they announced this past week that Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, even Moss Bacharach, and Joseph Quinn will star in the Fantastic Four movie as Reed Richards, Sue Richards, Ben Grimm, and Johnny Storm, respectively. I know who Pedro Pascal is because you can't not escape pedro pascal um i do also know and and here's the thing is uh what is it even even moss Backrack, even moss Backrack is that is one of those actors that i don't know now but like i see him and i'm like oh yeah that guy he's a pretty good, good actor i've seen him in a lot of television shows and series i've seen him in other movies great actor terrific i couldn't tell you much about vanessa kirby or joseph quinn other than i know their names and I know they've been in some stuff. So good. Um, so I'm going to need to lean on hopefully the other two two of you to tell me something about them. In fact, I'm going to IMDb both of them really quick just to see what else they've been in. You know who Joseph uh, Quinn is. I will say, do I? Yes, you do. 
Okay, who's Joseph Quinn? Walk, Walking he's, Dead, right? No, he's Eddie. Month Eddie from uh, uh, Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger who, Things. Who died in season four oh, in the underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I liked him as Eddie in the. Uh, yes, he's terrific, and I like him in his. You know, I'm a part of the 2020s generation, not the 1980s hair metal band generation. Think, he looked like Dave in high school. Yeah, I he think. does um, look like me in high school. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think him as Johnny Storm is is really solid casting because I think he's going to be able to portray that kind of arrogant, cocky sort of thing. He's got that in moments in the early parts of season four of Stranger Things before he starts seeing a lot of shit. And then he gets a little bit you know, different. I'm going to I'm going to check out Vanessa Kirby in a second, because after this show's over, I'm going to jump on Paramount Plus and watch Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, yeah. where she plays the White Widow. That'll give me a thought. She's also in The Crown. She played Princess Margaret, young Princess Margaret in The Crown. I'm not familiar with her, but really, you're going to compare her to Jessica Alba. I think she compares very favorably in most categories as far as that is concerned. And Pedro is going to be a great Reed Richards. I don't know anything about the guy playing the thing. Uh, Again, he's a guy you would know if you saw him. Like, and I don't, and I don't mean, you know, from what? The bear. On FX. Yes, he's, he's in the bear. Um, he's been like, he's been in a ton of stuff. He was in, uh, he was in the Punisher series. Um, oddly enough, I don't remember who he was, but he was in it. Um, he's just like, if you look him up and you see his face, he's definitely one of those people. You're like, Oh God. Yeah, I do know that. Guy. Um, cause he's been around for, he's been around forever. Um, can anyway, I, can I, Tony, you're, go ahead. Yeah, let, let me make a point off exactly what we're doing right now. Pedro Pascal, everybody goes yes. Or, or we got Pedro, the, 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 the vocal minority is we have Pedro Pascal, you know, uh, overload, but too bad. He's really good, and he, and he separates everything he does. So he's going to be great. And he lends ca- credibility right away to a casting of the most infamous family in comic book history, likely, no, no, right? No, no, no. Inf- infamous means bad. Famous. Infamous. Infamous. There you go. Infamous. Dave Famosa of, of fame. Poor choice of words there. My bad. Good correction. But here's the thing. The rest of these people, we just get to grow with them and how they interpret the character and how they work with Pedro Pascal because he's the lead here, right? And he does a great job with that. I think the bigger question is, what is it? Matt Shackman is is the director? Like, he's largely unproven director. He's very young. He has been the one directing the Marvel Assembled series, so he does have a lot of kind of experience of what they're trying to do. So I I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to see what kind of trip he's going to take us on in, in kind of the dynamic. We're going to see this family interact with each other. Right. Cause we kind of know what to expect from Pedro Pascal, everybody else solid background, but not superhero esque. Pascal already has a superhero in his own right in multiple venues as the Mandalorian and, and in his own right in the last of us as well. Mm-hmm. So that guy's on fire. I will say the thing about Matt Shackman that you need to know, he's the guy who, he was the director and producer of WandaVision. So yeah, we've seen so, Pedro Pascal in, in did he do WandaVision too. Okay. Like he directed we, WandaVision. We yeah. saw him in wonder woman 84 and, and the movie was yeah okay. But, uh, that had nothing to do with his performance as Maxwell Lord. He was excellent in, in wonder woman 84. So, um, yeah, I, I think what I'm curious about with this movie is, do we get an origin story or are they already there? Um, what, do you, what do you guys think about the fact that the, the the teaser poster and people think that this is in the 60s? Yeah, it could be. I'm not opposed to that. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they bring us, how they bring us to today. 
but yeah, I would. I I'm interested in that. Like I'm interested. I, I actually I loved that that was the way they did the poster, just because it gave a good look and a feel and a throwback to people who love the the Silver Age of comics, and that's you know the Mar the the Fantastic Four and those early Marvel comics. Like that's peak Silver Age uh, of comic books, and just um, that whole aesthetic and look. It was very much it was very much Marvel at the time. So I, I like that poster. I um, I will say this, and I've said this repeatedly. Nobody's gotten a Fantastic Four movie right except for Pixar yet. Uh, and so I, I have faith, but when the best Fantastic Four movie I can think of is The Incredibles. Um, <laughs> it, no, here's the thing. I'm not even joking. Like, if you look it, at, if you watch The Incredibles, The Incredibles, Incredibles is incredible. that it, The Incredibles is Fantastic Four. Like, what that, haha, I saw what you did there. Um, but no, Pixar and the Incredibles, it's totally you 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 sub out super speed for um dash. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Fantastic Four and Jack Jack flames on in the first movie. Syndrome is definitely Doctor Doom in a different way. You know, the dad is the thing, Elastigirl is Mr. Fantastic, the daughter is Sue Storm. Like it's it's the Fantastic she Four. Even makes force fields, so yeah, I mean the bad guy. The bad guy at the end that that challenges them, the Underminer, fucking Mole Man, classic Fantastic Four villain. Tune in next week as Patrick O'Dowd ruins Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. How did I ruin it? What is ruined there? I was just trying to make a joke. Well, you didn't. You made me mad. No, No, they're laughing. (laughs) That's a success. If two people laugh and one people gets mad, that's a success. I do like like how Marvel's put their own stamp on this thing already by changing the logo, by changing the look, by doing just a few subtle little things that show this is our Fantastic Four. This has nothing to do with the garbage that you've seen previously. Um, Yeah, to me, it's like, okay, are they established or do we get the origin story? And, And... Right. Do they need an origin story at this point? I mean, you kind of think, well, they do because they flamed out, no pun intended, previously. But at the same time, it's like anybody who knows the Fantastic Four knows what they're about. Here's the thing. I'm actually really interested in this question, too, because you just you kind of hinted at it. The the MCU really or not hinted at it. You've said as much. The, The MCU really does very rarely not give the origin stories even though, like you know you know who's the the one exception to that role spider-man 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 did not in, in the mcu did not and it's funny he's like well everybody knows how spider-man got his powers yes exactly um but the fantastic four they've they've retold it in so many different ways as how they get their powers it'll be it, it will be it'll be interesting to see if it's the whole cosmic energy story um what do you guys think of the rumors regardless of whether or not doom is showing up in deadpool but mads mickelson as possibly playing Victor Von Doom and getting that role. He has been a Marvel villain before. He was in Doctor Strange. Uh, so that would be interesting. The thing that I think is could if if they're already established and Latveria is already thing and Doom is already there, you don't need to show his face because Doom just wears the mask and shows his eyes. So you don't even have to do the double take thing. But what do you think of that possibility of casting? I have my doubts because he has been such a, he has been a villain before. But you never know. We'll start with uh, Dave. Dave, go ahead. Um, I've heard like three different names mentioned for Doom. Mads is one of them. Killian Murphy is is the other one. I could get behind that. Yep. And, 
you know, you're going to slap me, Pat, but Henry Cavill is being rumored as a possibility for Dr. Doom. And he's too pretty to be Dr. Doom. Well, yeah. Why would you put his you face can't, behind you can't, a mask? You can't cover that face up with a mask. And I know you know this because you have such a I crush know. on him. But I, at the same like, time, at the same time, I'm like getting him into the MCU makes a lot of sense at some point, someplace, somewhere. Um, but I like Killian Murphy as him. He's pretty as well. You know, that sort of thing. Mads is the ugliest one of the three. <laughs> no offense to him, but, um, you know, he and and as far as acting potential and what he can bring to that role, I would probably say, yeah, he makes the most sense. So I, I think that's a good casting call if you're going to put him in as Dr. Doom. And, I, you know, he's got he can put that accent out there a little bit that kind of ties in with Victor's Latvian roots and and, you know, make him feel a little bit more, um, uh, you know, foreign in that sense. So, yeah, I, I like that as a as a casting call for him. Go ahead. I can def- I can definitely dig that one. I, I like him as a as a he can play that menacing character very well. And, yeah, he's already played a character in Doctor Strange. But, you know, I think that one's kind of done. So that's the part where only would be like, all right, he's already played a character in the MU. But. I, I like everything else he's done and he just, yeah, he has the look I think of it. So I, I think Mads would be a, be a hell of a call. I love Killian Murphy. That's he's just a badass so for Peaky Blinders. He's so just fantastic actor as well. I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody else that could play it. But uh, when he, when he said Mads, uh, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, he could totally nail that character. By the way, Dave, you know who I would love to see Henry, Henry Cavill get cast as now that, um, now that the role is open again, hmm. give me the century. Let it let give me Henry Cavill as the century. I've heard there's also rumors that uh, Captain Britain, if they bring in that kind of Captain team, Britain, could work. He too. would be good for that. They, yeah, make him a good because he can be a, he could be a hero or a villain. I think it works either way. Um, Tony, your thoughts on possible Doctor Dooms? It'd be crazy if it was Cavill to play the greatest hero in DC and the. <laughs> possibly the greatest villain in, in Marvel. That'd be such a great dichotomy for his career. Um, I like Mendelssohn if, if we're going to go with someone. And we, here, here's here's a line I want to, here's a little booking by Tunney in the comic book universe for you. Um, and, and I know you guys are scared to hear it, but you talk about Deadpool coming out <clears throat> and we talk about the possible bad there and, and Doom showing up at the end. And then we talk about Fantastic Four coming out. And what if Galactus is the bad that leads to doom at the end? And what if the funny thing is, is that this, the thing that happens in Deadpool is now. And the thing that happens in Fantastic Four is back then. And in a weird way, we get where we're going to start from when we get to the new Captain America movies before we get the story with the Fantastic Four in between. And I think that could be really fun because especially if you're talking about having doom being one of the greatest villains of all time, new cap's going to realize we need a new Avengers and that's, what's going to bring everybody back. I think that's where we're going. I, here's the thing. And I know we've talked, <laughs> we've talked about it before is, um, you can't bring Galactus in as an Ultron like character. He can't be a one-off. And I know Ray said the same thing and we've talked about it privately and, and, and we've talked about it on the show. I, it, in this phase, I think if you got a big bad, it's either Doom or Galactus. I don't think you have okay. a universe where they both. I mean, you could have a universe where they both exist, but man, that really—you've almost got to bring back some of the original Avengers. Figure out a way to get Iron Man and Thor and Captain America back to 
deal with something on that magnitude. I just don't, I don't want them, even if Javier Bardem is Galactus, and those are the rumors about him, even with his role in there, if you bring Galactus in for one movie and he's gone like Ultron was, that I think sets the Fantastic Four up to be considered less than what we're all hoping it should be. Because I just, I don't see how you, I mean, I guess you could explain it away. I mean, sure, he's not going to show up as a cloud, so you're already ahead of the game. But, you know, how do you explain him away? And I mean, I say that, but then look what they've done with the Eternals. And there's no, you know, Arishem is still sitting out there waiting to pass judgment on the Earth. So there's a lot of things happening. Okay, don't don't turn into impatient Marvel fan. It's so fucking annoying. Marvel did this in their first round and people were fine with it and now everybody wants their answers yesterday and they get pissy don't be that guy dave we're supposed to be the voices of reason sir i'm just saying like I, you and your, i'm just saying how do you like explain away kind of forever trailer. you can't kill off galactus i mean that's not possible so where do you put him well first of all yes galactus never dies he just gets sent away uh, Reed Richards did it the first time with the ultimate nullifier. We'll see if that happens again. We'll see what, what goes on. I don't know. I, I think you'll get a threat of Galactus at some point. I don't think he fits in with this current phase. I think if they're really going with the secret wars thing, you still got to resolve Kang. People have made way too much out of the Eternals thing. Like they just have. Uh, and I get it. Yeah. Nobody's really talked about the giant island, you know, frozen dude in the middle of the ocean. Like, yeah, the Eternals are facing judgment. We'll get our answers. We'll get our answers. Go be okay, everybody. Um, and maybe, and here's the other thing that we haven't really talked about, and maybe this is where we'll wrap this little piece of the discussion up. Maybe they are going to start, as they did with the TVA, pruning some of those branches away. And just, maybe they're going away. Do we really need Harry Styles in the MCU? No. I mean, I, want, I wanted Patton, I wanted Patton Oswald Pit the Troll, but like... That's I don't I know that I need for. Harry Styles. Was it? Was it you? What's the time? What's the timeline on Jonathan Majors and Deadpool uh, filming? Jonathan Majors, he's gone. He I fired? understand that, but he... did Deadpool finish filming before that happened? And could they have written in like the no, easiest way to get no, rid of? They finished after. Like the the easiest way well, to get rid of Jonathan Majors would have been in Deadpool, where they could have done something totally stupid, and you would have to have gone. He kills well, a gang. Stop! Everybody's everybody's talking too much, and you fucking forgot Loki, where they talked about how they're calling all the damn Kangs. Like literally in the show, they're going after all the Kangs. I think that's how they're going to get rid of it. That's the answer they put in front of you. Face the answer they put in front of you. Don't don't Deadpool isn't fixing everything. Everybody, uh, maybe he's fixing the Eternals. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I love it. Deadpool kills, I, I, Deadpool, I, I, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. That's what Deadpool 3 is going to be. The really no, sexy fence you got between your legs there, he, he's, he's Marvel. He's Marvel Jesus. That's what it is. All right. Let's get to the last trailer that Marvel also decided to drop this week that made my heart smile. My 12 to 15, 12 to 13 year old heart smile. If I'm getting my my date right in the 90s, Saturday morning on Fox. Good Lord. Did I love getting up and watching the Marvel animation block that was available on Fox Saturday mornings with the X-Men Spider-Man, which if you listened last week, was one of the shows that I talked about got ended too soon uh, on our five by five. It had a shitty it had a shitty Fantastic Four cartoon 
slash Iron Man, like Fantastic Four and Iron Man were part of it. It had a shitty Hulk cartoon, but I watched those episodes too. But the but the the crown jewel of the Marvel animated block on Fox was the X-Men. And that show was great until Saban Entertainment got their mitts on it and they had to change the animation style. Some of the voice actors left. It, it fell apart late, but it at least got it some semblance of a, kind of a series finale, weak though it was, of Charles, Abate, Charles Xavier being grievously wounded and having to go join with Lalandra and the Shi'ar Empire in order to recover. But he left his X-Men and told and directed them to carry on his legacy in his absence. We got a trailer. We we knew that X-Men 97 was coming. We knew it was going to be debuting in March. We got our first trailer this past week. And it's funny. My favorite website to go to for like reviews and stuff with, with our genre of things, io9, the person who reviewed it, I read the review and was like, fuck you, man. Because that dude was like highly critical of, of the thing. And he was like, the animation looks flat and this looks bad and I hate this. I'm like, dude, did you you clearly weren't alive when the first series like it looks exactly like the other series. Like it is exactly what I wanted to see in terms of footage. And we got to see my favorite X-Men, Gambit, charging up Wolverine's fucking claws with kinetic energy. And I'm like, I'm in. Assign me all the way up for this. The only thing that was weird, and I get it, because you just can't you just can't always bring people back. Uh some of the voice actors were just different because they were different people 30 years ago than they are now. Um, but you got the OG Wolverine voice and, and what else do you really need? And the guy who does Cyclops, which is not the original dude, sounds a lot like Cyclops. So I'm very excited about this. We got a pregnant Jean Grey. Is it Jean Grey? Is it Madeline Pryor? We don't know. Who could it be? I can't wait. And I hope that they can use something other than weird laser guns um in their in their uh in their style but maybe they keep the weird laser guns because that was the aesthetic i can't i gotta stop talking because i'm too excited about this um tony go first nope yeah i know jazz hands yeah <laughs> i uh you know this is going to be a big thing when lego puts out a release a month or two prior to what's going to happen and they did with uh um is that that's wolverine's ship dp jet. right x-men jet that, yeah x-men jet um so yeah, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of um experience with the X-Men. Um I, I am I'm fully aware, but I will I will cede my time to DP and 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 uh the go ahead, Patrick. Sorry. Well, real quick, I want to explain why they call it X-Men 97. Because the series ended in 1997. It started in 92. It, it was a five-season series. And they I I have preached to Dave in particular to watch this series because he has always talked about there not being a good Phoenix saga, dark Phoenix saga and days of future past story. And I feel like the X-Men animated series did it the best out of everybody who's tried. So, but that's why it's called X-Men 97 because it ended on September 20th, 1997. Go ahead, DP. Yeah. I, I was, uh, same as you. I'm, uh, I can't remember that we were, but we're both huge Gambit fans. That was my guy. Uh, watching the show too back in the day uh, when I'd have my cereal and you know get up and watch that, sit on the couch and enjoy some good animated shows in the morning there. And so this absolutely, is after, this is after your mom was done vacuuming. Uh, you, she was usually vacuuming during, and I had to lift my feet up. <laughs> it was Saturday morning, you know, <laughs> you know that was happening. Uh, <laughs> but 
like I just absolutely loved it when when I saw this trailer and was like, oh my god, like it didn't change a damn thing. I'm like, this is badass. Like I absolutely loved it. Like keep it exactly the same as it was. Continue the story that they had going on. Uh, looks like Magneto's, uh, you know, claiming territory that he's he owns the X Men now uh, due to due to the will of Professor X. Uh, that was you know really cool. We got that tease on where they're going with the story and the Jean Grey thing. Looks like Cyclops is kind of the one leading the charge for everybody. And yeah, just that just got me really excited because that takes me back to my childhood and it's something different than anything else they're doing. It looks completely old school, which is just badass. And I get to see Gambit again because uh, we never got him except for one short little tease in one X-Men movie. Uh, and they never did anything with him. And now I get to see him again back in the glory that I got to watch him as a kid. And uh, that little scene was just really cool with him riding on, <laughs> riding on Wolverine, charging his claws. Uh, I'm all in for this. This is ridiculously good. Dave, will this get uh, you to watch the OG series? Yes. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I know, and, and to your credit, Pat, you've been telling me for years now since the show's been on, you need to watch this show. And um, this definitely invigorated my interest in in the X-Men. Because, yeah, it you know, you guys were kids. I was 10 years older than you. So, unfortunately, the real world was already beating the shit out of me when this was going on. And and now I need to go back and watch it. Um, I, a couple things, though, I, I would say that it's really cool because you can tell now this is another example of in the same vein as like what if and the spider-verse series marvel taking animation seriously now and trying to not just seed the floor to dc animation and starting to get into their own their own groove this series looks like the next step in that whole evolution so um i think it looks fantastic i i gotta go and watch the whole thing did you dp and and pat this is for you well tunny as well um messing around on the on dc plus the other day i noticed there's a silver surfer series from like 98 as well an animated series did you guys ever watch that is that worth a shit or yeah eh. eh. all right yeah yeah really x x-men and spider-man were like the gold standard series uh the hulk the hulk series had its moments but wasn't great the fantastic four iron man one was really interesting because you really can't explore tony stark the way you would want to on a saturday night or Saturday morning cartoon uh, thing. And the Fantastic Four series got kind of goofy uh, at times. X-Men, X-Men was just so good because it felt very adult in its themes. And, and that was really awesome. I'm here for it. Uh, I, I got to go check it sorry, out. Yeah. Now. Hey, you really should. Um, and just ignore season five. Like you can watch it, but that, season, yeah. season five, well, season five was the one that suffered because of, that was when Fox Animation they switched animation studios. They shit. They switched. Um, so watch the first four seasons and then season five. Like stroll through social media while you watch it. Right. So what you so need to Xavier, watch the last episode because that's where it ends. So Xavier, Xavier doesn't, doesn't die, die but okay. he leaves. Got it. No, he leaves her. Um, yeah, well, there's some. There's some telegraphing they're, for they're, you. They're treating it. They're treating him like he's dead in the trailer because in the trailer they talk about the last will and testament of Charles Xavier. And we learned that Magneto much like in the comics was left Xavier's Institute uh, for gifted children. So other thoughts about X-Men 97, other than you're all going to watch this series because you should, and you should all go back and jump on Disney plus and watch this series because you should Tony. I don't care, man. You're wrong, 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 wrong. I'm just going to sing it today. 
because I I didn't think to cue it up until I I said it. So, uh, but I'm very very excited for this. Obviously, I think you guys should watch it too. I'm glad to hear the DP will be and Dave. You got to watch the series starting from the beginning. All right, yeah. fellas. Big news dump for Marvel. Good news dump for Marvel. I think a lot of positive momentum out of Marvel. But we're heading into the final part of the show. And as you all know, that means it's time to tell everybody what you're watching. So this week, Dave, what you watching? Nothing, man. Been working the whole week. Haven't been haven't had much of a chance to watch anything. I that's just me being completely transparent with you guys. Fair enough. DP, what you watching? Right now, actually, I'm I'm going back and I'm make I'm catching up on a lot of things. So I'll I'll read off the quick list of what I what I've already gotten through, which was Good Omens two, Loki right, two. Still haven't watched that yet. Good Omens two, fantastic, it's phenomenal. Second season's phenomenal. Uh, I got through Loki because I didn't get through season two yet. Uh, His Dark Materials. I got through Carnival Row. Got through Our Flag Means Death, which if you haven't watched that, that is fantastically hilarious with Reese Darby. Uh, and oh, <laughs> got canceled. Like oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Thanks a lot, Zazlav. And then uh, this week, uh, well, and a little bit of last week, we've been watching Daredevil, which I, for some reason, never got through, never watched that one, but thought I'd catch up and get through that one, too. I, I, I Somehow I missed it because it was on HBO first and then and never got to it, and so I'm getting back and catching up with those. Oh, my card taken away? watching no no i'm glad you're watching them now Uh, i'm i'm currently re-watching them i I talked about this a couple episodes ago the the echo series actually rejuvenated my interest in going back and re-watching uh the netflix uh daredevil series is it started on netflix yeah netflix one yep sorry oh sunny what you watching uh nothing new nothing new um Dinner Time Live with David Chang was excellent again. John Mulaney and um, Nick Kroll, uh, Fortune Feimster, and Terry Crews made his own bun cake last week, which was amazing. Go check that out. And a, and a blueberry compote, by the way. Um, still waiting on on more uh, Everybody Feed Phil. But other than that, just the usual things. Wrestling and haven't had much time this week, much like Dave. Nice. You worked a Friday uh, for once. As I alluded to earlier, the little O'Dowd and I checked out 13 Godzilla movies from the Toho collection, starting in 1992 all the way through the early 2000s. Uh, because those just because, because that's where the little O'Dowd is in his entertainment viewing. Uh, we're, we're at season seven of Brooklyn nine, nine. We've sort of stalled a little bit on that one, but not through any fault. It just Godzilla took over the house uh, this morning. In fact, of this, the day of this recording, we watched the 1995 classic Godzilla versus the cleverly named Space Godzilla, you know, because he came from space. He did. He flew in. Uh, I'm also continuing my viewing of Has Been Hotel on Amazon Prime. Great, great series, by the way. Really messed up series. Uh, for those of you who like messed up things, uh, uh, the, the daughter of Satan and Lilith trying to build a hotel to save the souls of demons so they don't get cold by angels in hell is hilarious. And it's a musical and it's a fucked up musical. And Adam from Adam of Adam and Eve is like the hilarious dude, bro douchebag that you would all expect him to be. Check that series out. It is worth your time, but we're out of time. That's right. We are out of time. We are going to be heading out of here. But of course, before we do, we got to remind you how to find us 
on the socials and on the Chairshot Radio Network. So this week we will start down in my lower right with the returning scientist himself, Mr. DPP. Tell him how to find you on the socials and on the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs that it's me, DPP. You can listen to me on Chairshot Radio Network. On the DWI podcast, which you can also follow at Podcast DWI and on Facebook.com slash DWI podcast. Mr. PC Tunney. Never heard of that one. Uh, you can follow me at PC Tunney. Continue to listen to everything at Chairshot Radio Network. We got sports entertainment and sports entertainment. And don't forget the Chairshot.com coverage. We got it. ROH, TNA, AEW, NXT, and everything WWE. Mr. David Ungar. Well, you can find me hanging out at the summit of Mount Cock once this merger goes into place pretty soon. Um, and if you don't like that joke, you can send your hate tweets to me at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Oh, what happened to Dave? Oh, no. Oh, you did it. You, you did so well for most of the show. And then you did this. Follow Dave at Attitude Ag. That's at Attitude A-G-G. Send your hate tweets to at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Because of that joke, fuck that guy. Yeah, you didn't really think we were going to go the whole episode without making any random... You did so well. I I believed in you. I believed in you. So close. Missed it by that much. Just by a hair. You can follow me on the Twitter, X Twitter, the social medias, the Instagram, all of those fun places, the threads at Wrestling Realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can listen to me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Monday, talking nerdy stuff with these guys. Tuesday's talking hockey and music with David when he's not making inappropriate Paramount Peacock jokes. And Wednesday's with Greg DeMarco talking wrestling on the Greg DeMarco show when we feel like having it. That's Oh, and also I almost forgot, follow us on Twitter at Bandwagon Nerds as well. At Bandwagon Nerds, follow the show. We didn't get a poll up last week. That was my fault. Need to get a poll up this week. Maybe it'll be something to do with who is playing Dr. Doom on in the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. Let's speculate. Away. We weren't making Paramount like jokes. Wow. We were. Remember kids, an hour in the Thunderdome for the next person who buys that bandwagon nerd shirt. Somebody will get that bandwagon nerd shirt on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash chair shot. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Now get yourself out of the basement. Get some sun. And you know what? Rewatch that Deadpool and Wolverine trailer and speculate the shit out of it. Try to figure out what's happening next because that is half the fun. You have been listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.
Suppose they should grab Terrific. These are all terrific. Meets Bedlam. Cool name. Superpowers? I can distort electrical fields, including the one inside your brain, causing anxiety, confusion, pain. So basically, you're Dave Matthews. We can use him. I'm a zeitgeist. Cool. I like you. So you have the power to put your finger on the, the pulse of society? N- no. No, I spit acidic vomit. Oh. You want me to demonstrate? No, yeah, we'll thank take your you. Word we'll, for it. Yeah. Listen, we've all eaten at Arby's. Okay. <laughs> this is the Vanisher. But. Vanisher! <laughs> nice! Right? He's not here, is he? He may be running late. My name's Rusty, but I go by Shatterstar. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Rusty is Tuffy. terrible. So, uh, where are you from? The planet Mojo World. So, Bad you're let me, you're an alien, I guess. Yeah, I guess. How does that uh, help us? I'm basically better than you at everything. Just once, I'm going to find a planet of people that are worse than me at everything. A whole bunch of functional idiots. I'm going to go there and I'm going to be their Superman. Isn't that Canada? You shut your goddamn trash mouth. Meet Domino. What's your shtick? I'm lucky. That's not a superpower. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. It is. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It really isn't. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Told you. Get out of my head! I'm not in your head. I'm in an 11-year-old's bedroom. Well, if you're so lucky, then what are you doing here with us? Oh, well, I don't know yet. What's that supposed to mean? There's a reason why I'm here, and I'll know when I know. Everything usually just kind of works out for me. Like 2008 Ryan Reynolds. I don't know who that is. You're hired. Lucky me. I like her. And last but not least, Peter. Am I getting catfished here? Or any powers you want to tell us about? Any, uh... No, I, I don't have one. Um, I just saw the ad. No superpowers at all? Uh, I have both type 1 and 2 diabetes. Ow! Oh, that's all the diabetes. Right? Yeah, you got them all. If you find a type 3, let us know. Yeah. You're in. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.